October, Friday the 13th, 1989, Jimmy Wade Martin's body was found on a street in the small town of Bonterre, Missouri. When there are witnesses, a murder weapon, and a taped confession, how exactly does a murder become a cold case? This case has not ended by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of people in that town's not going to. You know, come. rumor has it it was big brawl, big bar fight. County jail. We have been working so hard on this. I can't be silent anymore. You know, like you know that guy that got killed here last night. There was rumors going around like the next day. We started doing a lot with Facebook. The question is, what happened to Jimmy Wade Martin? From Blueburn Productions. This is Small Town Forgotten. I'm your host, Chris Holsey. This is difficult. Waiting is difficult. Trusting is difficult. The twins and everyone at Small Town Forgotten are being patient. We are in constant communication with the Missouri State Highway Patrol and the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department. They cannot reveal everything that they have learned, but I can tell you that we are at a tipping point of this investigation. We are just trying to live our lives while we are waiting trusting that the outcome that we have been working towards will be happening soon. Today, April 13th, is the five-month anniversary since our first episode back in November of 2020. We have released eight episodes so far, with one of them having two parts. Before we started the podcast, my mom had told me that the man who killed Jimmy Wade wasn't convicted. That's the story that I knew. And then when we started this, we had the police report and the interview with David Brian White, and that all still made sense to me. The mystery seemed to be why it never went to trial, not who did it. Then, when Sean and I talked to the twins, everything changed. Through their investigation, they discovered that maybe the wrong person was in prison for three years and rightfully didn't go to trial. They uncovered information that was telling them It wasn't a stranger that killed Jimmy Wade Martin at all. So what information can I update you with? That's our dilemma. And to give you an idea of how complicated an update could be, I want to play a conversation that I recently had with director and producer Sean Lee Martin. We've bleeped out anything that we are not able to air at this time. Hold on, Uncle Sean's calling. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. Just putting the boys down for bed. Do, do you have a minute? I just got off the phone with Donnie Crump at Highway Patrol. Yeah, sure. What's okay, going on? Great. You boys can hey, so he had the interview with uh, and 
the interview went really, really great. Um, everything, everything that they have uh, been telling us and people have been talking about has all been uh, corroborated, and um, the the interview went really great. Really. Yeah. So everyone seems to be saying the same thing. Um, so uh, he he thinks that this is huge for the investigation, and you know the team is. Now they're going to be setting up their interviews with. Um, they're going to set up interviews with. They're going to set up interviews with. They're going to set up an interview with. And they've already talked to. And, uh, yeah, every everybody has been saying the same thing. So. So the investigators, um, they, the the story that that we gave to them, they think is the story. That's what everybody keeps saying, right? So they're, yeah. they're telling them what we already knew. Absolutely, and the names that keep coming up are the same names that we gave law enforcement back in December. So this is really great. Like, people are talking, and it's, um, it's, it's just huge. I think it's only a matter of time, and they seem to be pretty, uh, pretty positive that we could get an arrest soon. Well, yeah, it seems if if is is talking, I mean, be the last person that I thought would would start giving up information. So if crack that easily, I mean, I feel like everybody else is going to follow suit. Yeah, I, th- I think once this group of people start talking, that uh, it's just going to be a chain reaction. Yeah, it, it, they've had other people, you know, the the. The guy that reached out to you on Facebook, they were able to get in touch with them, and I think that they have an interview. One second, buddy. Hey, Ash. Can you come up here? Anyway, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So the guy that reached out to you on Facebook, they're going to interview him next week, um, and they're really uh, interested in hearing that story that that he told you. Yeah, because that's just another link in the chain, another story that adds up perfectly with with the the story that we know. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is huge, and I think that it's it's only a matter of time, and they feel pretty pretty confident that um, these next few interviews that they're gonna kind of just lock in what they need to to get going after. Yeah. Uh, and arrest and then they feel like I mean I'm guessing if all these people keep telling the same story that uh, they're next they're the next on the chopping block absolutely I think that they they said that they when they bring men they want to have all of their ducks in a row so that door when walks in that room um, so it's just it's really I'm just blown away. Yeah, and and we know that they're listening, so they've they've got to be they've got to be going crazy. Think you know they, yeah, they've would... gotten away with it for this long. They had to assume that they were getting off scot free, and that's yeah, that's not. I, I think that they have to be really nervous right now, um, extremely nervous, and we know that they're listening, so. Yeah, gosh, right. Andrea and Angela are gonna they're gonna go crazy when they hear that. That's, yeah, that's, I, I can't oh, wait to tell them. That's so I can't huge. wait to tell them. So I, 
we should we should schedule a meeting with them um and get the team together get this meeting and uh let them know that it's close and uh let's just keep being patient and keep moving forward and uh i think justice is close yeah my gosh this is amazing what four four months in and here we are not yeah, even four months it's, it's uh it's 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 i'm speechless it blows me away so i'll let you get the boys to bed and then uh we'll chat soon all right cool Sounds all right have good. a great night this is great great news yes it is all right we'll talk soon all right, all right buddy bye, right, bye. Did you get any of that? Does all of the bleeped out names illustrate just how precarious our situation is? Yes, there are people who have reached out who no longer live in the area, but many of them still do. There are interviews that go into more detail on what happened that night. I wish I could tell you all the leads that are in this case and just how much progress has been made by law enforcement, how the advancements in technology and DNA analysis can make all the difference in a cold case such as this. I can also tell you that our fears concerning David Brian White were validated. He lawyered up, as they say. In the long run, I'm told that cooperating would have helped his current situation, but his lawyer has advised him not to talk with us anymore, not to do the polygraph test, and not to help the twins as he promised. I had expected this, but I also had hoped for better. There was a comment recently on one of our social media posts asking why didn't we just go to the police in the first place with our new information. I know it sounds like a question, but really it was just a comment. A comment on us using our own resources rather than going through the official channels. Maybe a criticism on creating entertainment out of our family's tragedy. I'd like to respond to that comment that sounds like a question by saying that what it is implying is absolutely true. We are using whatever advantages we have to reopen this case. It is a small town and it turns out Sean had an old school friend who worked for law enforcement and was willing to listen. I don't know what would have happened if the twins had gone to law enforcement now. Maybe they would have listened to the twins. Maybe they would have reopened the case. To answer that comment, I also would say, if you've been following along with this story, you would know that the twins were told by a detective that the case was reopened back in 2007, but nothing came of it. You would also know that today there are entirely different people in charge, and the Missouri Highway Patrol has never been a part of this equation before. But most importantly, if you've been following along, you'd know that because of this podcast, multiple people have come forward about that night 32 years ago with new information, damning information. You'd know that we couldn't have any regrets considering the progress that has been made these five months. I don't know what it says about society or the justice system that we thought this could work. I mean, it isn't a new idea. Before social media and podcasts, there was no shortage of weekly true crime TV shows. FBI's Most Wanted, America's Most Wanted, Unsolved Mysteries, even the local news. There's always been a need to bring attention to unsolved crimes, to have a tip line. 
Yes, we are perfectly aware that we are serving up our family's heartbreak as entertainment for those unassociated. But you've heard the twins. We will do whatever it takes. We are determined. A person or persons murdered Jimmy Wade. It is possible, very possible, that it was premeditated. And if it's premeditated, what does that say about the killer? Have they killed before? Have they killed since? Bonterre is a small town. At the time of the murder, the population was just over 4,000. Now it's almost at 7,000. And among those 7,000 lives a murderer. A murderer that too many people know is a murderer. That people are afraid. Maybe they were threatened by this murderer. Does living in a small town mean that you just take it? Take what life throws at you? You get what you get and you don't get upset? I hate that saying. Like you're teaching kids to settle. To not strive for better. I want this murderer to know that we won't settle. That the Martin family won't settle for just knowing who did this. Knowing who tore our family apart 32 years ago. Who killed my Aunt Nisi just as well as they killed Jimmy Wade. My guess at motive is because Jimmy Wade hurt their pride in some way. Imagine, hurting so many people for such a paltry reason. Maybe even realizing afterward that they had hurt themselves in the process. Damaged their own soul. We know that this person or persons are listening. It is a small town after all. Your secrets are not safe any longer. The twins never let this go, and we will not let this go. Because it's not just us who want justice now. It's the army of people who have come forward at some risk. It's law enforcement. It's a new team of investigators. Experts from the Missouri State Highway Patrol, the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department, and the Prosecuting Attorney's Office. And we trust them. They are working hard working on current caseloads and day-to-day -day public service while simultaneously working on this cold case. This team is leading the way and working with those who have come forward to tell the truth of what happened that night. And so many people have come forward with the same names and the same story. We know that you murdered Jimmy Wade Martin, and now law enforcement knows you did. And soon, everyone will know. This is where I would normally say next time on Small Town Forgotten and set up the next episode. But we are at a point that putting out any of the interviews or information that we have could jeopardize the investigation. We are so close and we do not want to mess this up. Our goal and our hope is to title our next episode An Arrest. Small Town Forgotten is presented by Blueburn Productions, writer and executive producer Vanessa Martin, creative and executive producer Ashton Holsey, director and executive producer Sean Lee Martin, and myself. Small Town Forgotten is produced in association with Vagrant Media Productions, Brett Wiley, Jake Delaloy, Caleb Cook. Podcast distribution and digital strategy by Logan Janis with Kerrigan Ventures. Original music written and performed by Todd Holsey. For more information, please visit smalltownforgotten.com. Please like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. 
Special thanks to the twins, Andrea and Angela, for their perseverance. I'm your host, Chris Holsey. Thanks for listening to Small Town Forgotten.